Welcome to Starfleet Boy, where we have a casual and informal discussion about our beloved series, Star Trek. On another exciting episode of Starfleet Boy, where we have a casual and informal conversation discussion about Star Trek, and we're currently focused on Star Trek The Next Generation, and today's episode is the host, um, Dr. Beverly. Where did I put my wine? Here's mine. Oh, here's my wine. Okay. So we automatically already got blocked or something. A flag went up on YouTube's AI because I said wine. I apologize, YouTube AI. I'm drinking Jesus juice. It's not wine, it's Jesus juice. You can't say wine on YouTube? No, I think I think because, yeah. Like, my podcast is, uh, we're drinking Jesus juice. Is that what Michael Jackson used to call it? Yeah. Jesus juice? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'd like to introduce you guys. Was it wine or was it beer that he would give the kids? I think it was wine. I don't know. We don't know that Michael Jackson gave wine to children. That's an allegation. But. <laughs> peach schnapps, no? Wine coolers. Okay, so there's a debate that we've been having on the show about this because is it really a bad thing? Because in France, kids drink like a lessened version of alcohol. Like schnapps would be a mm-hmm. slightly lessened version of alcohol, right? They mix it with water. And then when we, those of us who grew up Catholic, don't, isn't it real wine? Like I've had real wine since I was a little kid in the little sacrament, right? Or where they, they get? What do you mean? They get schnapps instead of wine in Europe. I think they get wine. They but, get wine for for mass. But like, do you think Michael mass. Jackson was giving these kids more than just like a little tiny bit of wine? I thought he was giving them wine coolers. Anyways, we're talking about Star Trek. I think it was wine coolers. <laughs> I Crushed. think it was like wine. How do we go right into Michael Jackson? We we have to get back on track. So, okay. And there was crushed roofies. Inside the oh my gosh! <laughs> you gotta speak louder because no one heard your joke. <laughs> See the waveform over here, guys. Here I'm gonna make it. Ooh, whoa. Oh my gosh! That was okay. that was terrible. I'm gonna make the war. This is an unofficial. Uh, at what level do I need to speak? Like enough to match mine. See that there? So I would have to speak like this. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> All right, and okay. So audience, I'd like to. Introduce you to uh, some of my closest friends. Ah! This is Roxanne. Rox. Howdy. And this is Eddie. Eddie. You guys are allowed to have. Ha- I'm Starfleet boy, but also everyone knows I'm so hale. But I'm also Starfleet boy, so okay. you guys are allowed to have. I can be Z-Man. A hand. Yeah, you can be Z-Man. So we'll from we can refer to you as Z-Man from now on if you want mm-hmm. to. That and that. do you want to have like a code name? It, it's good if it's Star Trek related. But you don't really know this Star Trek, right? No. You know the original series, like with Captain Kirk? Yes. Okay, so... <clears throat> so I guess somebody from that series... Who? Is I don't that? know. I, I just watched the first episode of any version of Star Trek that I've ever that I've ever seen. Well, I can't be <laughs> Barbarella can or something. That was your first episode of Star Trek yeah, ever? I've never, I've never seen any. Oh, Can wow. I be Barbarella? Next generation, uh, 
Barbarella and Z-Man. It's I want to be Barbara. I know okay. it's not Star Trek, but she's kind of spacey. <laughs> I like it. I like Barbar- Barbarella, Z-Man, and Starfleet voice. So that's our thing today. And look, I happen to have a little reference to Doctor Who. I didn't even realize I was wearing oh, this I shirt. I love Doctor Who. Do you really love Doctor I Who? I love the music. That's good. Oh, the music's great. That's uh, I love it. That's what's his name. Um, we talk about it all the time. I remember you put it on Eddie's iPod for me. Hey Siri, who's the composer of Doctor Who? Murray Gold composed the song Doctor Who. Can Thank we you. listen to it? Thank you, Siri. Oh Murray, no, we can't. Murray, we can't. Yeah, we can put a little song on here. We're not going to get a, a strike? Hey Siri, play Madame de Pompadour. I couldn't find Madame de Pompadour Zero on Apple Music or in your library. Oh, weird. Hey Siri, Sorry. play random Doctor Who songs. Okay, playing Ballad of the Three Doctors medley, Doctor Who Jurassic Park Back to the Future by Random Encounter. <laughs> that, was, that was like the most random. That's not it, is it? No. No, I like the spacey one. Hey Siri, set volume to oh, yeah, that's 20%. A cool. That's a rock one. Yeah. Hey Siri, set the volume to 20%. Oh, there we go. Alright, Siri yeah. doesn't always listen. I love it, I love hey, it. Hey Siri, play Star Trek The Next Generation theme. Now playing Star Trek The Next Generation theme by SFO. LFO? Electric like or just orchestra doing Star Trek would be amazing. <laughs> Alright, I don't know if uh, our audience can hear you, so I'm gonna l- raise the gain a little, just a little bit here. Let's see how this works. The gain makes it wider? It will make further away sounds uh, louder. louder, but then you also hear a lot of noise, so you have to balance it nicely. Okay. It's just like, oh, it's just like ISO. And okay. <laughs> it's really not like ISO, but that's a good. I think that's fair. Parallel. Parallel, yeah, it's neat. Alright, Roxanne, sorry to bore you. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're here to talk about... How many minutes are we into this? Like, eight minutes already? Okay, we're here to talk about Star Trek The Next Generation's episode, The Host, which we just watched. We, like, fresh fresh out of that's right. watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, Siri, stop. Hey, thank you. Okay. Sorry, Siri, Siri wasn't playing the right version of it. Whatever. He does that. But you so guys busted. now... See, like, that's actually Star Trek technology, by the way. I love it. I want it. I need it. Like, did you notice in this episode how they just go up to this thing and they say, oh, I'd like lemon tea, and it just appears? Mm-hmm. Yes. I so that's, that's like 3D printing, but, like, on a whole yeah. more elegant level... Um, so what does it mean that I they don't it. that it does not recognize the drink that he suggested that he requested? So yeah, in the episode that's great. We talked about this a little bit, but during the episode, uh, Nadan, we haven't even talked about what this episode's about yet, but mm-hmm. Nadan, uh, in the body of uh, Commander Riker, goes up to the holodeck in a parallel scene. So they just show Beverly, Doctor Beverly, getting her drink, and then he's. It's really kind of romantic because he's like thinking the same thing like he's restless and he wants to get a drink and he orders like some kind of like tonic tonic like a gin and maybe it was a gin and tonic of his planet maybe he wanted to get a little hammered like 
I am right now. <laughs> and um, and he couldn't do it because the computer couldn't recognize the drink he was asking for. It was ask. It actually even like asked for the molecular structure of the drink because it's totally alien to the computer. So it's interesting. So I have a question. So how about if he knew the molecular, the molecular, blah, blah, blah. the molecular structure? Yeah, structure. I what would did. happen? He, I think he did. He no, did he it. said he would. <coughs> right. It was too he, much work. Right, but I think he did. He just didn't feel like it going through the. So process. this is like probably where a human operator needs to take place. So like for example, so you would what, type it in. I, actually, this is a great thing. Everything that just happened right now, where I was asking Siri to play songs and all this stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Siri has so many commands that it understands right now programmed uh-huh. into its database and unfortunately the way machines like this work today is that you need to have a huge file with possibilities right mm-hmm. there's no real ai like our minds just kind of are able to like be creative and create new solutions from like you know mm-hmm. data that we just have at random stored mm-hmm. in our brains mm-hmm. but computers don't work that way yet so this was the situation where they blo- the computer didn't know what to do, right? Mm-hmm. So all Nadan would have to do is go to the desktop computer in his room and find the molecular structure of um, the tonic, the water, tonic whatever water he was doing and send it to the the thing. Actually, he could have even said, "Computer, interface with the Trill, his people, the Trill computer, mm-hmm. and download the recipe for this." And within like probably what would have been like 20 seconds the computer would have retrieved this information and made the drink from but he was just not thinking about it at the but time. if they're so advanced why didn't they have that recipe and if they knew that that man was on board why weren't they more sensitive to his you know his desire that, like i find that to be like he's being hosted by this it, ship i think that they should be able to provide some of his like comforts no that shows you that the snowflakes didn't win no, they weren't very accommodating to it. They weren't very good hosts. What is, exactly. Wait, what are you talking Are you trying to get all political on my show here? <laughs> He's dying to get me political. He's trying to get me Are you trying to And they would have had everything for all the different kinds of <laughs> right. people from all the different parts of the world. <laughs> they weren't, they, yeah, it's like if you are hosting somebody from <laughs> another country and you know that they can't, or like if you have all these friends that are vegans. And you don't have vegan dishes. So, dishes right. so that means on the ship, what position is lacking on the ship since they weren't weren't prepared for that I situation? haven't seen any event coordinator on the ship. I think that's something. There? No, there no. is no event There's no diversity There's director. A diversity director or there's an event no, coordinator. Yes. Right, the psycho- the, to help They're all science the transition because there's a lot of people from different... Okay, so let's like one blue person there. Let's put a pause. Let's put a pause on this because this is very interesting, and I think we can talk about this. But uh, just to explain the format of the show, because both of you, this is the first time you're on this show, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. We do have to give for for posterity, yeah, a a small, just a very brief episode summary. Because I I see we've already jumped into the conversation, which is awesome. I'm I'm very happy about that. But we do we're obligé. It's a casual and informal show, but we are obligé to give a summary. Would one of you like to give 
the episode summary. Very simple. Don't think do, too much about it. Do you want me to do it? Yeah, would you yeah, do yeah, it? Yeah, All right. Yeah, Get closer to the mic okay. though when you do it. All do. right. Okay, okay. So this show. Use, and use your best. You're on the radio. Okay. Use your best like. Oh, my yeah. best radio, radio voice. voice. Yeah. My best yeah, you can radio see, voice. And you can see it there. It's pretty awesome. Use your NPR voice. Oh, okay. Welcome, everybody. That's not your best. Just Welcome, use, everybody. No, just use your normal voice. Okay. It's way sexier. <laughs> All right. So, so this episode is called The Host. That's right. Right? Yeah, it's true. And um, is it what? Early 90s? Early 90s. By the hair. You could tell. Yeah, early 90s. Okay, so it's an early 90s episode. Tell. And the title is called The Host. I'm just looking at making sure that I don't scream on here. I love that you're checking your levels. Okay, good. You're already a pro. Yes, I love it. Hashtag so pro. Go on. Okay, (laughs) so what happens is that the beginning of the episode, you see Miss Dr. Beverly. Is Mm -hmm. that her name, Dr. Beverly? It's Beverly Crusher, but his nickname for her was Dr. Beverly. Okay, so... Nadon's All right, so they are, I guess they're engaged, and they've they've just started, they've just, no, they're not engaged, they just fell in love, like, they're just... They're having a tryst. Right. Right, right. is that what it would be called, a tryst? I don't know. That's the beginning. It's the I have beginning a question. of everything. You don't know where it's going. You just know that it's that it feels right. Oh, no. Was the ambassador in any other episodes? No, it's a new character. Brand new character. Okay, so this is a very interesting show because there's a new character and his name is Nadon. Nadon, the ambassador. Nadon right? from he, so, a trill. He's a trill. A tr- thrill. A trill. A trill from what country? From, from what this, world? <laughs> the, the planet is called. Trill as well, I think. Oh, the kind of... Or Trillia. We have to look it up now. Okay, I have to okay, look this up. Okay, so I guess he has been sent to the spacecraft, or whatever it's called, the big the big Star Wars ship. Wait, what? To stop Oh, no, no. Star Trek. The Star Trek ship. I'm confusing Star Wars and Star Trek. Lots of people do, I find. But you can... That's okay. It's casual and informal, so keep going. Okay. Well, yesterday was the day of um, the Star Wars day. Yes, yesterday was May the 4th. It's true. And wait, guys, I think... You guys, this is like kind of my birthday episode. Yay! But anyways, finish finish summary because you're doing a great job. Okay. Is this your last podcast of your 30s? Of my 30s, yeah. I turned 40 in a week from today. Filthy 40s. From yesterday. Oh, that's what they're called? Yeah. Dirty 30s, filthy 40s. I, like, barely survived the dirt in my (laughs) 30s. I can't do filthy. (laughs) I need to figure out another, another... Lordy 40? Is that a thing? And 30, how about 50s? What would fun, be? Fun 40s. Fun 40s? Oh, that's almost... T- Could it be like <laughs> lovely 40s? That's like... No, it's not alliteration. Fabulous 40s? Fabulous 40s. Yeah, but filthy 40s sounds a lot more interesting. <laughs> that's true, it does. Okay, so what happens is that... Um, so I guess they... I guess he was sent to, oh, to the ship... And the doctor and this guy just completely fell head over heels for each other. They were working together on a project, as they, often happens. They were years. working on... But I don't understand why an ambassador and a doctor would be working on a project together. You see what I mean? He should be with a... Poly- <laughs> 
first of all, the doctor should be with the medical group, and the ambassador should be with like the, the ambassador some, yeah, people. I think Do- the doctor's always involved in everything. The, in because, ever, and even from the old that's coming into the ship, she has to no, deal with, uh, with no. Their, He's no, their so maintenance. His dad was a doctor. He kind of knows, and a military no, one. No, at that. no, 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 no. He kind of like has a little bit of. She, what do you mean? She's in charge of everyone that's coming in and out of the ship to do it's anything true. because she's monitoring. Hundred percent right. I'm sorry, but that it doesn't make any sense to me. So anyways, they're making out in the elevator, and then Data walks in, and he's like, holy shit, guys, do you need any help with anything? And he doesn't like, understand anything. Right, he has no Pobrecito, idea. He has, I'm not going to say... You, you're on the video thing. Okay. Yeah. He sort of acts like my dad, that is completely unaware of what's clueless. going on. Clueless, completely clueless. And then, anyways... The ambassador goes down to the planet in a shuttlecraft. No, wait, stop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he refused to get beamed down right. into to the planet. Right, that's true. Which is interesting because I remember just watching E.T. with my son, who loves E.T. He's fascinated with E.T. Oh, that's, I, I was just talking about that movie today. That's funny. And in the movie E.T., one of the guys told Elliot, but why Why is he waiting for a spaceship? Why can't he just get beamed up? And oh, Elliot responds... That's a line in E.T.? Yeah, the guy with the headphones. Oh, I don't remember And then that. E.T. said, well, I've seen it like 17,000 times in the last three weeks. Hmm. So... The guy, Elliot, goes, hello, this is the real life. <laughs> he, it doesn't exist. But it will one day. We have already transported an atom, if I'm not mistaken... From One? from the from a satellite to China. Oh my gosh! How exciting! I right. can't wait. And there's this room in uh, in Willy Wonka's factory that it'll break you up into little pieces and put you into the TV. This oh is yeah, true. yeah. This is true. But so then he he requests a is ship. Is Willy Wonka's factory in China now? Is it? In, I don't know. It looks very. It's English. It looks, it looks very European. <laughs> in the film. That's a disclose. That's a, that's a, the, <laughs> Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka. I've always thought, where has this been? I think it was filmed in Canada. No. No, the the buildings look very. Dutch, it's English. German. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it looks like. The original with Gene Wilder was definitely filmed right. in, in England, England, but the one with Johnny Depp was probably filmed in Canada. I would. Probably say that's fair. Right. But you're referencing the Gene Wilder one. Our yes. fr- our mutual friends Jamie and Simon live in Montreal mm-hmm. and Montreal's like one of the filming capitals of Canada because it mm-hmm. can substitute for Paris very easily. And Vancouver they used to, to substitute for the West? Yeah. Anyways, go on, sorry. Okay, so he refuses <laughs> to get beamed up because he right. wants to be he wants to go in a spaceship down to the planet. Right. So everyone we start wondering why he doesn't want to get beamed yeah, because suspicious. I would want to get beamed you would want to get beamed you and I'm sure would you want to get nobody wants to I've already been it's, it's like going on the wrong sh- you know yes we know it's true no way he's been no he's he's He's, he's been to another planet. Anyways, go on. Okay, so then he gets on the ship, and then something happened. I don't know who are these invaders. So the situation on the planet was that um, for years, these two factions, that, and they just very simple in the episode, they're called Alpha and Beta. Mm-hmm. So I think I thought that was interesting. But anyways, Alpha and Beta have been fighting for mm-hmm. years, and apparently Nadan has been kind of intertwined in the struggle for like hundreds of years because the the symbiote Nadan, which audience if you've already seen the episode you know this, but if you haven't, oops sorry, spoilers. Mm-hmm. The the symbiote Nadan 
through different hosts has been negotiating over the years to get these people to a point where they can realize that they can work together. They're almost there. It seems like it's the last stretch, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but there's just a little bit more to be done. So apparently there's this like rogue group that doesn't identify with alpha or beta, but that just wants to make trouble and they attack the shuttlecraft because none of the sides took credit for it. It's not like in our current times where like ISIS takes credit for something mm-hmm. or Hezbollah or whatever mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. This was like a situation, a random act of terrorism that no one took credit for. But it's very strange because he gets hit inside the shuttle. Right. But the other man doesn't get hit. Well, I mean, these blasts are localized, so it's the same as like a bullet. If you imagine like you're driving down, like, you know, you're driving to a a negotiation and someone streams your vehicle with like, you know, heavy bullet fire, Mm -hmm. there's a good chance Mm -hmm. that you will survive, but Mm -hmm. there's also a very good chance that you'll get hit in your shoulder or worse, in a fatal place. Okay, so then he dies. Well, he gets fatally injured. He gets, uh, right, but then that... The host. The host cannot survive. Right. So they re- they take out the... They d- well, but take first, out... Yeah. First they tell him that they got to take the host off of him. And then he explains he explains to the woman, to Beverly... Right. That he has something inside. That he, that he doesn't have a host. That he, the host is him. Right. Like... The, the dominant personality right. is the is the symbiote. The host lets relinquishes their personality for this symbiote. Okay. So then they so it would be like right now if I told you that, that you have a little I have a little, a little a little person inside me yeah. that's a slug and that I am that not not right. the body that you see here. Right. So and your friend for all these years. That you've been like, you know, it's, little, it's like a little lobster. There is a little bit of truth in that. Is that? Yeah. Do you think the slug is That's the like soul? The, uh, like the cult of the, the, the of the people with the white Reeboks. <clears throat> that these were their human bodies were just their their temporary hosts. Oh, isn't that? Who were the ones with the white Reeboks? This Hailbop uh, yeah. comment, Hailbop. They left with the Hailbop comment. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you remember that? No, I don't know anything about that. They, uh, Remember them? And they all stabbed <coughs> themselves and they were all wearing white Reeboks in the same uniforms and they were all just asleep in bunk beds? They committed suicide except they left one guy and he runs their website and that's the only guy that's survived from that. Right. Can you get white Reeboks? I'm sure you can. <laughs> yeah. Because I've been dying for a pair of white Reeboks. Well, all right, Reeboks we, we didn't have, even finish our summer. The white Reeboks would have fit very much... Very well into this episode. Yes, that's why. It's between, the, between the, the, the hair ambassadors and the collar. mullet. <laughs> yeah. And Dr. Beverly's shoulder pads. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you guys were noticing the fashion. Yes. Yeah, that's what I noticed. I, that's yes. why I'm like, this is 1990. Yeah, it is. It's definitely like I, I have a very important question. All right, but we haven't even finished what? the summary. What happens okay. at the end of the... Okay, right. but go but ahead. Before, before, right, go ahead. Why, if, he, if the ambassador is from another planet, mm-hmm. why would he be wearing the star track symbol on his uniform? That's a really great question. And by the way, that reminds me... That I have to get my. I always wear this, and I almost didn't wear it on this episode. Oh. So thank you for reminding me. We're gonna put my. That would be like a politician not wearing flags. It would be exactly like that. <laughs> if like I went into politics and did not wear the flag. So of the why were, why why was he so, wearing that? <clears throat> so that we. Everybody was. Everyone wears this. Do you want to wear this one? Yeah. Here you go. 
Try that. It means you're, it allows you on the ship. It is, and they have these in hospitals now, by the way. It's a communications device as well as uh, an insignia. So when you tap it, um, like this, mm-hmm. I can just walk. say, I can say, hey Siri, call Roxanne. Oh shit. Sorry, I can't help you with calls on HomePod. Okay, good. Okay. That's a good thing. But anyways, um, I can do that uh-huh. from my badge. And this is actually... You're gonna love this. They made a Bluetooth version of this, so I can, I've, I haven't gotten it yet, but I can actually have a Bluetooth-enabled version that links to my phone, and I can just do this and talk to you on my phone. On my phone. So can you can completely pretend that you're. I can a hundred percent pretend, as if this is not enough. You're in my quarters. <laughs> the fantasy here is that we're on the Enterprise, and you're in my quarters on the Enterprise. We're in my off time right now. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, I'm like, that's why I'm wearing a tracksuit, because I'm not working. And we're hanging out in my starship quarters. And I'm like, on the ship, I'm like the ship's historian slash photographer. That's what I do. And what do I do? Whatever you want. What's your job on the Enterprise? I don't know. Pick a job. Well, I don't know. What do you think I should be? What do you think I should do? I'm not sure. How about, Eddie, what are you? We can't hear Eddie. He's saying I'm not sure. <laughs> There's no. Ch- I don't do anything. I just I just order tea. Should I go? You would. What would you guys order from the machine? It's called the replicator, by the way. What would you order? What would be the first thing if a replicator were real? It's like two in the morning, like right, like like it is almost right now. It's like one in the oh morning. Oh my gosh! And I still have to work on something. A cold. I would order uh, Coca Cola Slurpee. With like a dash of wild cherry Slurpee. We'll keep this episode quick. Coca Cola Slurpee. That's a good one. That's or a good one. Um, I don't know. Maybe a cafe con leche. Oh, that's a really good one too. Yeah. I can make you one, by the way. Oh really? Or I can make a regular coffee actually. What about or Slurpee? coffee or something like that? I or you know, a Thai tea, a Thai tea, a chai tea latte. I like those. At one in the morning, Star- you order that. Yeah, but decaffeinated? I love Would you get a decaf? No, with almond milk. And caffeinated at one in the morning? Yes, because I have to continue working when I get home. Do you ever sleep? N- no, because my, I wake up at four thirty every day. Do you, have you got? Well, no, I just did something. Happening. There was an error loading your app. Whoa! Let's see. We have to record everything from scratch. No, everything's fine. All right. <laughs> so just to wrap it up, summary at least. We're still in the summary, right? So what happens to Nadan? So he, they, the host what body, yeah, his the host, host body, body dies. They remove the symbiote and, and put, put in, him in, and then Riker volunteers to host the symbiote till a new host arrives. from Trill, a, com, a more compatible one, uh-huh. arrives. And then he has no doubts about it. Yeah, he was like fully ready it's, to do it's it. It's so obvious that he saw it as an opportunity. <laughs> he could finally get with Beverly. He's like, I can do this for forty hours. And I know I'm the person she's in love with. I remember it was no secret. Everyone knew. Oh, wow. I didn't even think about that and angle. He jumped on that. Yeah, for sure. Do you that's, think that's terrible. Do you think that's real? Is that happening? I well, mean, but he's not going to remember he was, anything because he's been, his, his personality has been suppressed. Like I think he'll have a memory of the whole experience. Right. And that's all being, that's the future. That's, there's cameras in all of those corners at all times. No, Definitely. actually, the privacy laws are pretty good in the future, I think. <laughs> but no, you're actually right, though. There's probably surveillance all over the ship. The computer, at least, is monitoring your life signs. It's checking to see if you're... It probably knows 
when you're having sex or doing anything that right. that like it Unless knows there's everything. a chance that if it's good when he goes back to it being himself she'll want to come back to him it wasn't good because she never gets with him right in the whole episode I mean in the whole show um, I didn't well, like how she the whole him. surgery thing was very <laughs> interesting too can we talk about the way that they conducted the surgery cheese. Yes, we can talk about that. But let me just really quickly finish this up because I feel like OCD now. I have to get through the summary. Yeah, get the summary. <laughs> like, I get the get summary done. Just get it done. Whoa. Remember, we're a little... I am. You're not. She's the... she's on Cafe Con Leche. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> so... <laughs> what were we talking about? So anyways, she get he she puts the Trill, the trill symbiote in Riker. They are totally 100% well no they're joined but they're not compatible so you can see that right off the bat there's like some incompatibility issues but also Beverly rejects him at first she's like totally not into it then it takes Troy her the counselor which by the way is a position on the ship you can be the ship's counselor if you want to be actually it's a good position so Deanna Troy the lady in that scene in in the lounge where Mm -hmm. she's like talking to her advisor she's like accept the love what do you guys think about that? Accept the love, right? Like, it's the thing you should do. So she accepts the love, and she's restless, and she runs in, and she makes out with Riker, and then they do it, which we don't see because it's the 90s, and it's primetime television, and so just cuts to commercial, and you assume something happens. When I was a kid, I never assumed that happened. As an adult now, I'm assuming it happens. But anyways... <laughs> well, they may, maybe they just made out, and they cuddled. It's very unlikely. I would love. No, I can't. Now, having been an adult, like, once I start making out, it's like something really dramatic has to happen to stop the whole process. That's very true. It's true, right? (laughs) See, it's like... like, You would never kiss someone that you... Yeah, kissing is like a huge... Okay, I don't understand why is it that she... She seems to be a very professional person... I think that maybe she didn't want to get involved with the with the captain. That's that's a thing that you picked up on. Yes. That's great because actually there's a whole subplot of like over the years the captain and her have a huge sexual tension like between them. Well, maybe it's she very just Mulder and to... Scully. Yeah, I thought the I thought the hug was kind of. So no, there's a lot going on there. <laughs> and I think you guys noticed that I got teary-eyed during that scene, because, like, it's a pretty poignant thing. Like, later on... So in, is it repressed because they're doing it for the good of the it's ship? It's the professionalism, yeah. It's okay. 100% that. Like, Captain Picard can't bring himself to get into his full feelings with her. Well, so it gets a little more complicated also. Her husband, Jack Crusher, was Captain Picard's best friend and died in in the line of duty. And then Captain Picard had to... She's a widow. She's a widow. And Captain Picard brought her husband's body back and gave her the bad news. Because they've all been... The three of them were friends, so it was like a really horrible thing. So how about the lady with the black hair? Counselor Troy Mm -hmm. was in a very serious relationship with Commander Riker, who was hosting... Uh, the symbiote for a little while. And what happened to their relationship? And then she, Commander so she, Riker and then chose, she's, she's the one that's telling the girl to get with him. Yeah, it's really sordid, it's isn't kind it? Of weird it's kind of a weird situation. They're all swingers. They are swingers. I think they're. Still- well, it's like any micro, like a high school, every microcosm, everyone kind of. Is that right? Is that, that a makes thing? Sense. 
I didn't do it in high school, so I don't I know. I mean, I did it either, but all my old high school friends ended up marrying someone that was going out with another, you know. It's all like, it's the same 30 people. They may not be married to their one that they were going out with 20 years ago, but such married is, to another one. <laughs> such is life. I guess it is. It's true. Such is life. The incestuous uh, circles. So these people get off the ship? I don't That's think what I'm saying. I mean, they never was, get off the ship. They're on a five-year or more mission, yeah. so yeah, it's kind of like tough. It has to be incestuous. But there That's are, whole pool. but there's a thousand people on the ship, on so the ship. I think it's a little more comfortable than it would be on the old Enterprise from the Star Trek that you knew and loved. How many? There's only like 300 people at max. I think it's even like 180 something. Right. Yeah. So well, it's this like is... a, it's like a high school. They're like in high school. They're like in a like a high school that is no know, wonder what, no around. wonder Captain Kirk was breaking boundaries there going going from. <laughs> this is very interesting. I don't know. I didn't have very. I didn't have very like. But you're right. Now that I think back on my high school experience, there's a lot of like, sharing. Sharing is caring. I don't know if I would call it incestuous because like it's not. You know, it's not like brothers and sisters. It's not blood, but I'm it's saying like, incestuous yeah. within that it's within a It's within nepotismal. A, within a yeah, it's a bit it's, nepotismal. Right. I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I can see what you're saying. But anyway, so yeah, that's definitely going on on the ship. I would agree with that 100%. Because um, you're limited. You're limited by... So that's why she's probably so excited well, also. I spent, I spent three months on a cruise ship, and yeah, that's pretty much what was going on. Wow. Everyone was just... <laughs> And it's that whole world inside that. Well, when we did our Camino, it was kind of like that, too. So socializing, we can, like, kind of broaden this to socializing. It just makes sense. I mean, we are ultimately, like, we can only socialize within what we are, what we have available right. to us. So. Right. Very cool. So All right. So, yeah, it makes 100% sense. But anyways, it's very sorted because you have Counselor Troy, who used to be with Commander Riker. It's, like... Advising. By the time you get to this episode, if you've been invested in the series, like it's a, it's emotionally very taxing. It's already ta- a weird situation as you witness because you guys have never seen Star Trek before. Right. But for audiences that like have been watching all along, they're like, this episode's like really revealing of people's true feelings. Wow, that's revealing of feelings. <laughs> <laughs> It is, it is. There's a lot of moments that well, set Well, even the captain, when he's like, listen, I'm your friend, right. Beverly. Right. And he gives her a hug. Is he secretly in love with 100, Beverly? 100% secretly in love with Beverly. 100%. It's so like, everyone is in love with Beverly. Or Riker. Or... Which one's Riker? The, but Beverly's the man. That, the man, yeah. The, with the beard, yeah. With the beard, yeah. I'm sure that there's harder girls than Beverly on the ship. You wow, think. I don't know. I think that the girl with the black hair is prettier. Yeah, I would say, yeah. Bad, but she's, the, she's full human. Huh? Beverly's, Beverly's a full, full human. human. Well, let's talk about that. So anyways, so so Riker as Nadan, Nadan as Riker, successfully negotiates peace, but he's, like, on death's door. Like, the guy is just, like, the incompatibility is just too much to bear. So he collapses, and now, since he's solved the problem on the planet, they're racing towards this other symbiote, which is going to be, uh, other host, which is going to be 100% more compatible, and both of you called it, it's a woman. Mm-hmm. So then that's too much. Like, she already, like, Beverly already was able to accept Riker as Nadon, and now Nadon transfers once more into another host, his next, hopefully, you know, long-term host. Um... And it's too much for her to to handle. She's just like, 
this is yeah this. but see that's too, I think that's I think that they got that wrong yeah yeah because I think I think there it shows that it was made in the 1990s if that was made today I don't think you think Beverly would have gone yeah. gone forward with and, it. and if you're doing this in the 2300s I mean if if kids already have like the whole line of sexuality is kind of already blurred already yeah. where where most a lot of kids are just bisexual and stuff like that I don't think but I, I don't, I don't think, think that it had anything to do with sexuality I think that what she was referring to because oh, she just said constant, it was no she stability. just doesn't want to be with a different out exterior of that person like she under she's in love with that person inside right. that she can say yes I love that she did say that actually she loves yeah. the little swarmy little Nadan, thing Nadan, right Nadan right. the squid but the, the squid she yeah. loves the, the slug really the slug really, yeah. she loves the slug <laughs> she just doesn't like that every five slug, minutes right? you know every five minutes it's like a different cocoon like a different but that's wrong vessel that's, that's the dream no she's not but you have the variety you have but that's that's assuming that 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 humans are monogamous creatures but no Which, it has that's nothing old, to that's do that Judeo, it doesn't have it has nothing to do with that Christian, like a um, way of thinking at yeah. all nothing stop that has nothing to do with that she just <laughs> what doesn't do you mean want she's she doesn't want it she, she want wants it to be a stability. stable exactly right. yeah but okay so that's here's old. here's an interesting thing you know Kinsey right all of his research kind of suggests that the bell curve kind of applies to human sexuality as well, right? Mm-hmm. So the Kinsey scale is one through six. If you're a Kinsey one, you're uh, you favor the opposite sex a hundred percent of the time. Mm-hmm. You know, like let's just say to be fair, ninety nine point nine percent of the time. Let's say there is always that one siren individual that can convert anyone, right? So ninety nine point nine percent of the time, consistently a one, a Kinsey one would be heterosexual. Whereas a Kinsey 6 would be a homosexual, right? Well, it just so happens, a well-known kind of number that's thrown out is that uh, it's estimated that 10% of the human population is homosexual. Well, if you look at Kinsey's data, some people can say that also only 10% of humans are heterosexual. So heterosexuality and homosexuality are actually extremely rare, but bisexuality is the most ubiquitous uh, factor of humanity, right? So it's possible that Dr. Crusher is actually a Kinsey one. And so maybe it's just too much. That's her line. Like, right. she can't cross the line from male... It's not about being enlightened or anything like that. It's just she's hardwired to be attracted physically to a man. And even though she can love, just like I love you guys, right? <laughs> she can love Nadan, but she cannot transcend the physical transformation uh, from male to female. I agree with you, and oh. that's what I was thinking. <laughs> but, but you were saying it wasn't male to female. You were saying that it was stability. That she, it didn't, a sti- wasn't that a it was man, a she wants a man, and that's no, it. That's no, her but stability. It, but you, you think if it would have been another man, that she would have been okay with it? I think that the third man would have been. She would have. I think she would have been okay with like the first guy. The second, but the, then when the, the third second guy one comes, was like whatever. It happened. It happened, and then she was waiting for the host to be a man because she wanted to continue her relationship with the ambassador and when it was a woman she is hardwired she does not want that 
And then she's like, well, if it's going to be a woman, then it's going to be a woman now. And then who knows what it's going to be next. Right. But and what, what it's going to be next been, because what, what we don't know what these people the are going to... The writing... Okay, but what if it would have been a man that she wasn't necessarily attracted to? Right. It would have been the same thing. She would have thought, I think well, that she, I'm going to have to go through this all the time. I don't think that she would have cared what he... Listen, if she liked the, the first guy, she's going to like any guy after no, that. No, but it's love. I think... Love. Love I is, think Roxanne, love is love. Love is love. It's true. Love is love is love is love. Exactly. But I think that there is something telling in the writing because obviously as Star Trek is kind of beholden to, you know, the minds of the producers and the and the and the people who make the show, right? And you have to admit that when we were growing up, those of us who are now adults when we were children in the nineties, um, or teenagers, uh we had ideas that were progressive and we had to face this opposition from like the majority of adults at the time like and it was pretty like if you go back to like just 20 30 years ago the opposition on things that we think are just casual and like very accepting of that we are accepting of people were like extreme it was like a make or break proposition it was like a very like hard line and it's evident in the writing because in that scene dr crusher doesn't just say i can't do this she says, maybe it's a flaw of humanity. She, like, actually, like, transposes this as a... She judges all of humanity and based says... Based on herself. Based on herself and says, no, actually, we humans... You, you'll find this common among humans is basically what she's telling Nadan. And Nadan's just like, all right, deuces. Like, she's just like, all right, I get it, you know, whatever. Now, fast forward 30 years, I agree with Eddie... The show got it wrong because even today, I think we would be like, well, if she wants to, she can be with Nadan, but it's not a human characteristic. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and imagine so, three hundred years from now. Yeah, but you don't know that. Well, we could go into a horrible spiral downwards if the trend uh, in the world leadership uh, continues as it is right now. And you're right; it could be a dark, a dark. Right. Place not like Star Trek, all bright and cheery, where people I have told choices. Totally, the snowflakes didn't like win. It shows. Well, I don't understand what. The oh my gosh! Is like that, is that <laughs> What's that? You have ET. I have ET. ET is one of my favorite movies. We were just talking about this. To, so, anyways, that was a great summary. Okay. And we kind of just talked about. I think she didn't want to do it because she was starting to feel slutty. Wow, you think so? I think she looked very, very. Uh, like when she was talking she to the last the last and one she she okay so I have a question okay Dr. Beverly what is her degree in? I would say that she's <clears throat> this information is probably available online but just based on what I can recall from my personal memory she's like a general practitioner and she has like a lot of like surgical like she can do surgery so she's probably a surgeon is what I would say okay so why doesn't she yeah. wear gloves during her operation that's a really great question also so on on in the sick bay in the medical bay when you're doing incisions like this like in modern in current times you have to put on a local anesthetic you have to also anesthetize the patient depending on the severity of the of the uh, surgery you're doing right mm-hmm. and there's like antibiotic gels and things like that that you can use plus we wear gloves right mm-hmm. well the ship itself especially in the sick bay has technology which sterilizes the air so it can actually on the nano level hone into you know problem uh, p- problem bacteria things like that and completely eliminate it so you can work hands free 
without worrying about contaminating wounds and things like that. So it's a, it's a whole new way of doing surgery. It's very intimate um, because technology has allowed us to not have to worry about things like wearing gloves and things like that. That's awesome because yeah. if you go to a hospital, <laughs> man, there's so many gl- the, the gloves. It's like, here, get a glove. I touch you, get a glove, throw it away. Do you imagine all that waste? It's crazy. Right, so this is something that the technology of the future kind of helps you to not worry about. Okay, and so how did, which I think we talked about this, because how did Beverly and this guy, the ambassador, meet? It's yeah, not, we never see, is the first time we ever see that ambassador in the, on any show, that yeah. scene where you see yeah, that they're so, completely alone? So the show kind of starts in the middle of their, like, the middle of the beginning of their relationship is the impression. The episode yeah, the episode starts in the middle of the beginning of their relationship. Apparently he's been on the ship. They must have picked it because he can't transport necessarily or whatever. They picked him up from wherever he was and they're now taking him to this troubled planet, right? Okay. So during that time, uh, he and Beverly somehow were working together and a, a relationship sprouted. So the show just kind of like lets you assume whatever that is. So you can just kind of like guess at whatever it was. Make up something romantic, that's probably what happened. They're playing doctor. Okay, so <laughs> what what is okay, so he's from this planet called Trill. Trill. Trill, Trill Syndicate. And Trill. Why okay, is that planet why does that There's a kind of music called Trill, isn't there? Like trap a, trap, okay. This, why the, is the, the planet concerned with what's trill. going on with planet beta and alpha? Oh, that's a great question. So everyone, including Trill, if I'm not mistaken, belongs to the United Federation of Planets, which is kind of like, it's not really like this, but it helps to think of it this way. Uh-huh. Imagine the United States. So there's a, instead of states, it's planets that are united. Just So it's sim- very similar. There's like very different cultures and, you know, just like how if I go to South Carolina, mm-hmm. there's a, a unique kind of culture to that region of America, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you can imagine Trill as being like the Seattle of the Federation, let's just say, or the Washington State of the Federation. I don't really think it's like that, but it helps to kind of think of it like that, right? So, of course, they all represent the Federation, so an ambassador who's going to, let's say, um... Uh, they're going to Israel on assignment, you know, like to to handle a dispute. This is like the Israel of Star Trek that they're going to. And the ambassador just happens to be from Washington State or Trill. You should have like a a podcast that is for um, Star Trek virgins. This is what it is. This is the podcast. This is for Star Trek virgins? It's for anyone who just has like an interest in Star Trek and there's two components of it. One is like the I have the joy of having you on my podcast, which it's your first time, so it's kind of cool. I get to do a lot of explaining, which is always fun for a Star Trek fan because we're always trying to like know as much about Star Trek as we possibly can, okay. right? Um, but then the other component is that like sometime in the distant future, near future, tomorrow, tonight, today, like a hundred years from now, as long as YouTube exists, someone might stumble upon this and like find value in our conversation, and I think that's pretty rewarding. I think so too. Yeah. So as it was, for that having my my Star Trek cherry, was that a good episode? I really oh think so because the conversation that sprouted from it is very interesting. Like I find this conversation to be a, really fun. What what is it? Was that is that Next Generation? Or? That was Star Trek: The Next Generation. Yeah. That's the one my sister watched. So, do you guys have any more questions or anything like observations to make about the? Okay, episode? so I have a 
question. I was a big fan when I was in high school of re- Star Trek reruns. The original series. Original. With Captain Kirk. Yes, and Spock, I, right. I saw all of them. All of them, all of them, all of them. Great. Um, how is this related to I that? I don't, one? yes. How is this generation <laughs> related? Oh, uh, that's fantastic. So uh, I love these questions because I take it for granted and it's like so <laughs> much fun to like actually think about it. So, Star Trek the original series takes place 80 years before these guys. Oh my goodness. And so, Star Trek had been kind of like, at this time, like my generation, I was 11 when this show first came on. Yeah. And so for my generation, even though I grew up watching the original series, it was exciting to have a new show and it was so well acted. And of course we all know Patrick Stewart today, he's like very, you know, well regarded and he's played Professor X in you know, among other roles. Pretty much his his biggest roles are Captain Picard and Professor X. So it's like wonderful to see uh, you know, what these people have become. But like the show itself had a high production value and not only that it tried even though it's science fiction and and you know a lot of things they got wrong they got a lot of things right and so now watching the show like in retro as a retrospective uh tool it's really fascinating because it shows that like how the influence of science fiction of fiction in general but like in in technology which is something i'm passionate about star trek is immensely influential and even astronauts will often claim they went into the space programs that they're affiliated with because of star trek and even even though there's some awful news right now about amazon uh but jeff bezos is like a huge star trek fan so there's a lot of like very influential people today in society that credit star trek as like their driving force to be successful Ethan Zuckerberg? I don't know, but they make a lot of... If you've seen the memes of, of Zuckerberg as Data, you, did you guys remember Data? They look the same. Yeah. They look exactly the same. It's kind yes. of weird. Yeah, it's true. They have the same personality. Yeah, they have the same personality. They don't blink. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I hope Mark Zuckerberg is not watching. Do you think he watches this show? I have no idea. I don't actually know. I'm sure that somebody at FB... At Facebook? Yes. If there are any... Is there... <laughs> there's anyone at Facebook watching this episode, please let us know so I can let Roxanne know. Um, is there any other question? Or... You know that we're all six six um, six people separated. From who? From everybody. From Kevin Bacon? From everybody. Oh, isn't that that movie with Will Smith, Six Degrees of Separation? Yes, we're all six degrees separation. Everybody. Does that number decrease as the world population grows? Because, like, aren't there, is at that time... Guys, can you believe that when we were young, wasn't the world population, like, at 4 billion? Do you remember that? Like, And now it's more? 7. We're at 7 billion. Right, but now we now we have more ways of, co- of connecting. That's true. It's crazy. But there's 7 billion people on the planet. I but this world is so small. And it's so big at the same time because if you look at where the population centers are on the planet, it's all along the coasts. So like, there's a whole bunch of middle places that aren't even, ha- you know, inhabited. I would love to live in the middle. Well, I have one question. How come, with all the different species, or I guess are they species? Yeah, yeah, diverse I would say, yeah. groups. Species. This, how come they're all they all pretty much retain the same human form and they just have different heads? That's a really great question. So the honest answer is because they didn't have the budget to like create like really interesting uh, creatures. Okay. It's just like like a lot of work in terms of like puppeteering or 
whatever, and computer-generated effects weren't that great in the 90s, as we know, on TV. Um, Jurassic Park was, like, you know, one of the most expensive films to make, and, like, that CG today, if you watch it, it's like, oh, you know, it's, like, a little hurt. But, uh... (laughs) It's not that bad. It's not that bad, but they had to spend the money to make sure it... It, yeah. It, but yeah, with it, any special effects is that. That wasn't ninety yeah. two. Ninety three. Jurassic Park was ninety two. Jurassic Park? Okay. Yeah. yeah, but that's what, nine? That's like eight years removed from Clash of the Titans. Yeah, it's not that <laughs> Clash of the Titans is great. Anyway, so that's the really honest reason, but the in show, the within the universe explanation that the writers have suggested is that um there was a uh species that came into prominence like uh probably like, you know, a you know, a billion, maybe five billion years ago, and they seeded the galaxy with their genetic kind of code, and then based on the environmental conditions, those those life forms uh, evolved in different ways. So, for example, Worf, who's a Klingon, he has, like, the ridges, right? Mm-hmm. He evolved with whatever the environmental conditions were on his planet, but his template was basically the same as these these, like, founding... Uh, this founding civilization and that civilization dies out it's gone right he's the last one right no that that initial civilization that seeded the galaxy it's gone so all that's left is the children of this and that's where we get a lot of our mythology from so this is the concept of like you know like all of our mythology is kind of like that it's like you know Adam and Eve right it's just like I was thinking that it seems to be very creation like Exactly. So anyways, that's the, that's the in-universe explanation for why there's so many bipedal, sentient uh, civilizations. Bipedal? Or, sen- what? Sentient. Bipedal. Two standing. Bipedal. Standing on two, oh. Yeah. And sentient, you know, having, like, some kind of intelligence and, like, expression, form of expression. So, yeah, that's the in-universe explanation for it. Good question. What was I going to tell you... You know that I like to watch. Um, I don't know. Can I say the name of another another radio broadcast? Yeah, anything. That's fine. Okay, you know, coast to coast radio. Oh, I used to George Norrie. Yeah, yes, I love and it. Art Bell before yes. him. Yeah, I used to listen to that as a kid. So I was listening to. I listen to that every once in a while. I love to listen to that really late at night. A lot of great, a lot of garbage, but also a lot of great science concepts come out of that. Because, like, sometimes he in- interviews people who are, like, you can tell they're off the deep end. I love you know? them. I know. I still love them, too. They're very entertaining. But they're very far out, right? But at the same time, I felt like George Norrie always brought it back home, which was pretty cool. It's a, You know what? At, late at night when you listen to that show, you know, if you're driving down a dark road and you're listening to that, doesn't it? It is, actually. A sense of, like, comfort. Like, yeah, you, I know. You're yeah. like, oh, it's, it's nice. I can remember a few trips to Disney World. You're right. Yeah. Like, at night, coming I back know. and being comforted by that and show. It's like, true. Oh. Okay, so he was talking... <laughs> they were talking about... Listen to this. They were talking about that there are all these Air Force, um, like, pilots that report all these, uh, like, um, spaceships... And things that they can't, they're, they're like, we don't know what this is. And no one listens to them and no one pays attention to them. But it's actually recorded. Like, they record it, but they're like, okay, we're just going to record and document it. But they don't they don't disclose the information. What do you think is happening? I think it's like space. I think it's space people. I, think I, hope, I hope it's that. But there's also so many variables. 
for example, um, flying around at night, you know, I'm just being in an airplane flying on red eyes a lot, you know, you're tired. No, no, no. no. These guys, it's, it's one after the other. It's, you have to look it up. Okay. I'll look it up. I, I was like, oh my goodness, this is like real. But what, what do you think the implications would be like, does, do, do, if these aliens are out there, why aren't they introducing themselves to us? Like, why aren't they just like landing a spaceship on the White House lawn, just like in the movies? Because they're not ready yet. Who's not ready? We're not ready? Because they, we're not we're ready. They're the not ready. Because we're the aliens. Or maybe it's they trans- can't they're because... They're transfering us ast- going from different astral planes from one to the other. Maybe there's some medical reason that Twin, they can't... If you see the new season of Twin Peaks, you understand how they just come in and out. And they make flash, and that's what they see, just that quick flash. So my son is really interested in E.T. So the next film I want him to watch is um, Space Invader. No, no. The one with the mashed potatoes... Oh, Close, uh, Encounters. Close Encounters Close Encounter. the third time. Yeah. You know what's a great movie for kids, though? That I think that one hasn't held up too well. I've been reading No, it. it's really good. I have, the, I have like the whatever, the 20th or 30th anniversary edition. It's really good. I saw, and I saw it at the Cinerama. I was, reading, no. I was reading an article where it said how the, out of his movies, that one hasn't I don't think that article. Well as, as the I don't think I agree with that article. Anyways, um, <laughs> just to say something though, the film I think if it's available, you should introduce your son to. Because how old is he? Three. Oh, maybe yeah. Flight of the. I think it's a little too soon Flight for. Of the yeah, Flight of the Navigator is a great, and it takes place here in Florida, so it's exciting. He loves those. Um, he loves like ET. He loves all those. Tron. He likes Tron's another. Just, great. just let's show him eighties children's sci-fi films. And Star Trek the original series. Oh, like the Dark Crystal. Oh, the Dark Crystal is a great Darryl. film. Yeah. You can watch Daryl. Daryl. <laughs> I don't think anybody. <laughs> I don't I hope know. The Dark Mannequin? Crystal is an amazing Mannequin? movie. Cocoon. And how about the secret, the secret of Nim? The secret of Nim. Uh, what secret about of Mannequin and Cocoon? Do you think those are children? Secret of Nim is great. Yeah, yeah it's it's like when he's five. And the five secret of Nim. When he's five or With six. With the rats. All right. Yeah, because the rats are pretty. It's pretty mine. All right, I think scary. we're com- we're coming up to close to about an hour. So mm-hmm. this is the portion of the show where we can like. We can keep talking if you guys have more things Star Trek related. <laughs> <laughs> or we can give it our rating, and it's a rating from one to ten. So this that's is a lot of big rating. I know. So your your rating, your impression of this episode, one to ten, and you, it's a very loose criteria. So there's like just kind of your gut vibe about it, like how you felt after you watched it. I'll go first if you like. You know what? We should rate this with that weird drink. That that man requested. How many of the, those would you like? <laughs> <laughs> what was it called? The gin and tonic. From one to ten, a gin and tonic. So how many gin and tonics is this on a scale from no, one to ten? No, that spacey one. Space tonic. How <laughs> many space tonics is it for on a scale of one to ten? The host, the actual episode, the whole. The whole episode, yeah. <sighs> I'd give it an. I'd give it an eight. An eight. Boy, wow. you're really nice. Was, I'm nice. It's my first Star Trek. Episode, yeah, but that's, so I figure I, ha- I have to be good with it. It was really good. It was a good episode. I have to agree. I would. I would say I took a, I took a point off because it's not the original. <laughs> I was gonna give it a seven and a half, but I'm gonna actually raise my rating to an eight because I can't be below you. You're like <laughs> I was gonna give like, it a six. Well, it was my, a it was six. My, well, a yeah. six because it was wow. very slow. Yeah. Oh, and I, I did I like, not. I liked the I liked the pacing. It reminded me of nineties television, which pacing. was good. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, I, I don't like that. Yeah, I, you like what? The, the, the quick ADD? <laughs> yeah, I needed that. Perfect. I needed that. So, and I, some of the camera the camera angles were a little bit off. Like, Talk this way. Oh, yeah. some of the camera <laughs> angles were, weren't that interesting. I didn't really like her hair. Really? No. I could have had more no. LeVar Burton. There's like one brief scene with LeVar Burton. Oh, another thing I don't like is that a lot of the characters, like for example, the um, the 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 ambassador is from the island, the planet of Trill, right? And then the other um, the other people were from planet um, Alpha and Beta. Well, there were Alpha and Beta factions from a planet which I can no- not pronounce at the moment, but it was something like Seti for Kagernake Stick. Well, I think that the costumes were very similar. It's just that one had more of a human form with that um, the ridges here, ridges here, and that the other guy, the one that works on the um, what do you call it, the ship part, that the ship, where they're in the ship, the guy that um, with the long hair, and he also has the ridges, and he's like the one that announced, "Hey, the host is here." Oh, Worf. Yes, the they, kinda look, they all kind of look the same. I wish that there was a little bit more same. diversity in costume. <laughs> so, so I will say that, like, yeah, 100%, you're right. They could have been more creative. Were, yeah, so unfortunately, again, they were producing, as opposed to today where there's only, like, 15 episodes a season, right. they were producing, like, 24 episodes a but season. I'm sorry. With a smaller budget. Yeah. But you know what? You don't need a huge budget to be creative. You could have put the ridges instead of here. You could have put the ridges here. <laughs> I made them look like yeah. bills. But unfortunately, we were too young to be productive members of their production team at the time. But I have to say, you're right. Like TV has gotten way more creative, but CG helps with that a lot. Like if you right. watch the new Star Trek, there's crazy aliens that you're gonna be like, oh yeah, that's like, how did they do that? Computer assistance. But like, you could have painted blue people. With like I don't know, you could have been you uh, you could have done something to make them look different. Not everyone, like I was confused. I thought that everybody was from the same planet. So that's why they're getting a six for not being not (laughs) pushing it to the costume. Why that's fair. All right, so between the two eights and the six, I think I'm gonna take it. I'll take it to a seven. Are you gonna come down to the seven? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't agree with the, her with the, her her conclusion that the human race isn't capable to see past the physical when they encounter love. I'm gonna keep mine at a, at an eight, but because of this like rating scale here, I think it's safe to say that the episode's a five and a half. If you like, kind of average mean six, seven, and eight, it's a seven. It's a seven. <laughs> fine, fine. That's true. Can imagine that. <laughs> There's like a, I take it, I take a lot into account when I do my calculations. Like it's very complicated math. Anyways, we're so we're agreeing that it's a seven overall as a group. Yeah. I think so. That's All right. fair. All right, cool. I don't, I don't rate things by number. Well, that's I'm cr- not Trump. Wow. <laughs> All right. And that concludes another exciting... Ep- guys, I'm so happy. This is like a dream come true. Let's, let's listen to the... We're going to we're gonna edit it. We're not, song. Yeah, we're going to... What song? We're going to sing a song? No, we're gonna the sing a Doctor song? Who. Oh. Take it out on Doctor Who. What do we do? Okay. Why Doctor Who? It's a Star Trek show. We should take it's it out. Okay. Hey, Siri, play Star Trek Disco. <gasps> Ooh, Disco. Let's see. Disco Trek. 
theme from Star Trek by Universal Robot Band now playing. Hey Siri, raise the volume to 45%. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so live long and prosper everybody, and we'll see you next time. Thank you guys, it was a real pleasure having you. (laughs) Ha ha ha!